lesson of modern education is Woke kids step, wise kids step, college kids step I'm woke Read more, learn more, change the globe You must learn This is Woke Wise College Kids Hi there, Wokewise College Kids. I'm your host, Dr. Erin. I hope you're having an amazing semester. Do you remember your civics course in high school? Or did it just flash by you in a blur with your free enterprise lessons? Although civics is treated like a redheaded stepchild, it is the most important course for any American student. Mislabel as being about politics, civic engagement, our civic participation is any individual or group activity addressing issues of public concern. As a college student and next generation of decision makers, you have a lot of issues that should concern you. College costs, financial aid, taxes, economic mobility, salary gaps, and sustainability are among the few. This podcast episode goes beyond just this election season and the next. It's more than just voting. It's about awareness, education, and advocacy. On this episode, we speak with Dylan Sellers of the Campus Vote Project. In 2012, Fair Election Center launched the Campus Vote Project to focus and expand its work around student voting issues. Since then, Campus Vote Project has been working to normalize and institutionalize student voting by working directly with colleges and universities across the country. Our guest is the Ohio State Coordinator for Campus Vote Project. Dylan was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and has dedicated his life to the education and empowerment of marginalized youth and families in Ohio. With this passion, he has done work in Cleveland as a political strategist of the Children's Defense Fund, New Abolitionist Association. In this capacity, he has become one of the three new abolitionist members to serve on the Cleveland Community Policing Commission, which is the community voice for police reform in Cleveland. He is excited about working with Ohio's colleges and universities to empower students to use their voices to shape policy that will help better their communities. I hope you do more than just enjoy this conversation. I hope it pushes you to action, to register to vote, become more aware of the world around you, and to use your education to make an impact. Happy listening. Hi, Dylan. Thank you for joining WokeWise College Kids. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining. I have been trying to curate this set of topics around election and college and civic engagement and just wanted to be really careful in how I presented it. Um, And I found Campus Vote Project and the work that you all do seem to fit perfectly with my purpose and mission here on WokeWise College Kids. So, So, yeah, just thank you so much for coming. And I'm really excited for our discussion today. So before we hop into our main topic, I have a few fun questions to ask you so we can get to know you. Our listeners can get to know you and just kind of break the ice before we get into some really 
serious discussion. So what college did you attend? Tell us about Dylan as a college student and what kind of college you uh, were you or are you? Um, and kind of like what category would you fit in? Um, well, I went to Kent State University, Proud Golden Flash. Um, okay. And so I think um, I was, I guess I was an okay college student. Um, I wasn't like, you know, Dean's List by any stretch, right? Um, but I, I was one who um, I really have the urge to learn. Um, so I like learning things. Um, I like reading. And so college really worked out pretty well for me. I, I was uh, very active um, in community organizing. While I was at Kent State, um, I was a part of like Black United Students on our campus, which is our um, like Black Student Alliance or, you know, different colleges call it different things. Um, I was very involved in that. Um, and, you know, that's when I started with the Children's Defense Fund doing community organizing. So I was really, really involved um, uh, as an activist on campus. Okay, okay, yep. I was involved in our Black Student Union at Southeast Louisiana University, and I really enjoyed the work that we did and joined with NAACP um, to do that work. So you were not the, like, dean's list, but you were super active. People knew you on campus. Would you say you're not really a social butterfly, but you were well-known and respected on campus and campus involvement and engagement. Yeah, I think that I would, um, more to the latter, more uh, definitely well-respected. I wouldn't necessarily have called myself a social butterfly, uh, but I was well-known on campus because of the activist work that I did and the way our um, the Black United Students was positioned on campus. Um, they were, uh, were a pretty uh, big organization, and it's the um, on Kent State's campus. It's the oldest student-founded organization on campus. So it's really? the um, okay. they do the USG, which is uh, undergraduate student government, and then the next organization uh-huh. is us. Um, and of course, the university founded USG. Students founded Black United Students. Gotcha. Okay. So what was your favorite college memory through all your involvement? It could be something really serious, something that like you'll never forget or something that just stands out. Anytime you think about your your time as an undergraduate student, what would you say sticks out in your mind? Um, hands down, far and away, when Barack Obama was elected, um, it was an electric time on campus. We worked on that campaign um, for that entire year, of course, um, the Black United Students office became the the headquarters on campus for the Barack Obama campaign. Um, and nice. the night he won, um, we were in the student center in the little, it was one of the little restaurants that's in the student center. And we were all watching it on TV. And at first, nobody could believe it. And then when like, some somebody like screamed right and then it just like a floodgate opened and like people were crying we're laughing and it like i we hopped in i hopped in one of my friends cars i'm not even remembering how we got to the car but we're in the car we're playing music loud like it's really dangerous stuff. it's a like, full-on it party serious, right? yeah um and then we headed over to our um 
Oscar Ritchie Hall, which is where our Pan-African Studies Department is housed. And uh, somebody had called the professors who work in that department because they were there, right? Um, and had opened mm-hmm. up the building and, you know, we put it on this big screen. Um, it felt like every Black person on campus was in that room just crying, jumping up and down. It was it was an amazing feeling. I'll never forget it. Yeah, that I think that's one for like like people. I remember when nine eleven happened. I can remember what like what I was yeah. doing, and then that time on election night, I can remember exactly the feeling and seeing all the things come on the screen, the election results, and when they were saying it goes to this state and he takes yeah. this state and this state and this state and this state, and I'm like, oh my god, this is yeah. really happening. I, um, I can remember. When, yeah, that I, would, was, I can, uh, when they called California. When they called uh-huh. California, we were like, oh, my God, it's over. I think he pulled this off. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I can imagine um, that feeling as a college student and being on campus and having this new hope and new outlook. Like, I can, I was a graduate mm. student at that time. I was a graduate student at Southern University. I didn't do do the watch party on campus. I was uh, my church hosted a big watch party and just just that elation. I can only imagine what it would feel like on a, you know, doing that watch party on a college campus. Okay, so all the fun, all the memories, what's one thing that you regret? Like if you can do just one thing over and from your undergraduate years and do something differently, what would that I be? saw this question on your um, on your follow up email and I was like, I don't know. Um, I don't <laughs> like I think that uh, I'm not one um, to, to delve into regrets or like do over Um I'm a I'm a firm believer, like I I'm a Christian. So I believe that like, you know, God's sovereign hand guides you through. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't mm-hmm. think that there was um any mistakes. Of course I made mistakes. I made lots of mistakes. Um, but I'm not sure that there was anything that I would do over if I could. Okay. So well, let's take it from this angle. What would you what's some advice you would give an undergraduate student pursuing like if they're like two, what, two weeks fresh on campus now, um, this new class of freshmen, what would you say to them? Um, I think that I would say to them, uh, get involved in student organizations as soon as possible. Um, Because uh, when you're involved on campus, you don't feel like um, the campus is so big um, or you start to get more comfortable and you find friends, um, you start to find things that you're into. Um, and that helps with some of the, uh, being homesick or, you know what I mean? Like there's a community you start to build around you. And so find the things that you're into. If you're at a college, chances are there's somebody into some of the things that you're into. Um, I remember there was a uh, outside of uh, the bus office. There was these guys who had like foam swords <laughs> and foam shields, and they used to like they used to get after it, man. Like they had rules, and like it was like this medieval fight that they would do. It was like every Thursday that they would do, and I'm like, this is like the quirkiest thing ever, but it looked like so yeah. much fun, and the 
the little thing it grew right um so there's something for everyone on campus and you should probably join definitely i can remember i i I told this story with another guest that i had i think that was her piece of advice but i can remember working at lsu and looking outside or walking through the quad and there was this group who was uh ring acting the what's the sport on harry potter is it quibbit Oh, Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah. And they're, I was like, what are they doing? And so my graduate assistant, she's like, oh my God, they do this all the time. It looks so fun. But I mean, that's just what you see. And I think that's the beauty of college. Like in high school, we kind of hide our quirkiness and we feel like we should normalize ourselves. But in college, there's, you can be who you want and you can be a club of two if you like to, you know, the very, uh, rare rare comic or sci-fi movie something that you're a fan of like it could be a club or two but you can find absolutely find your tribe and you can also it's also a way to learn so much about the world and other people and what they like and you see that your world is so closed like oh I didn't even know that this existed but it looks cool Mm. and you yeah. know, I may not be, I may not join it, but at least I can like pass by and ask questions and say, oh, okay, that's cool. And get to know you and go on my merry way. So I definitely love that about my college experience. And I tell that same thing to all the students that I coach to make sure you get involved or yeah. else you're losing so much money and time experience that you, you know, you committed to this degree. That's a huge part of the experience. If you don't do it, you're, you're losing out and you're not getting the most out of your college diploma in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump into our main set of questions. This, this episode, I really wanted to um, talk about engagement but I also wanted to 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 put it in the perspective of I'm a new college student may not be brand new but maybe sophomore um freshman and everything's new to me this election is coming up it might be my first time voting um I'm trying to see what my political voice is my family may have been this and that and I've always heard this and now there's all these campus flyers there's the uh, college republicans college democrats college independents like it can be so many things that are overwhelming and then I may not be exactly from out of state but I may be out of the city going to school outside of my city where I would vote and how do I register and where do I register and how do I vote I'm in another city. Like it's so much, so much stuff. It's so much stuff to the average adult. Um, Even we were in a sorority meeting yesterday, getting ready for our um, voter registration drive and just a discussion over Louisiana's new law about whether, you know, felons, which is a great, uh, that was like a a happy point for me that felons, um, convicted felons or past felons who have um, records can vote now. But even the process of it, of them doing that is a process. It's not like we can register them. They have to do something else. So I know there's so many angles to this process, but I really wanted our listeners to learn something that can just simplify it and give them a fresh perspective to where they're not fearful 
of engaging in this. It's not a political thing. It's really a, just very civic. It's our duty as Americans. So um, you're part of this great organization called Campus Vote Project. Tell us about the mission and then tell us about your role and kind of your history with the organization. Um, so Campus Vote Project uh, works with universities and community colleges, faculty and students, and elections officials to reduce barriers to student voting. Our goal is to help campuses institutionalize uh, voter engagement and help empower those students to register and use their right to vote. Right. Um, and so like that's the boilerplate language. Right. Um, what I say is to our students uh, when we're working with them and to our administrators, our job is to remove anything that would get in the way of our students having the ability to get to the ballot box. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we should have cultures on our campuses, whether they be colleges, uh, community colleges or larger universities. We should have a culture of students and 100 percent engagement uh, for those who want to register and vote of engagement of our students. We're preparing them to be those kind of citizens in this country. And that just seems like the likely thing to do. And of course, you know, politics get in the way of that. Um, There's there's a whole bunch of reasons why people don't want to do that. Uh, but that that is the goal of Campus Vote Project, to remove those barriers. Um, I am the Ohio coordinator for Campus Vote Project, which means I get to work with the great institutions in, um, in Ohio, like the University of Cincinnati or uh, Cuyahoga Community College or maybe a Mount St. Joseph, which is a private institution here. And um, we work with colleges all up and down uh, what I like to call the 71 corridor, right? Um, that's the major highway that cuts from north to south and in Ohio. Um, and so my history with the organizations, I've been with the organization for about two years. Um, and before I came to this organization, I had done voter engagement, right? Um, maybe for the last two years on some level. And voter engagement in a lot of ways meant just making sure people were registered, they knew where they were registered. Um, and then GOTV campaigns, right? Um, anybody who's done that kind of work knows that there's like a year of voter registration and then GOTV campaigns last for two months. Right. And everyone's yeah. insane for those two months. Um, and it was the first time that I had encountered an organization who took um, a more holistic approach to what it meant to be civically engaged, that wanted not just for the students to be registered, but to create culture, to institutionalize that engagement from the administrators down. Right. Um, and focusing uh, focusing our work with administrators um, to to do that kind of thing. So it would outlast our phenomenal student leaders who we call democracy fellows. And so that's kind of the work that we do and how I came to this organization. Um, I'm really excited about this organization um, and uh, we're growing. And I'm really glad that our brand of um, voter engagement and civic civic engagement around that education, I'm glad that that's starting to catch on and more of these colleges are accepting of how we move forward. Okay. Yeah. The mission, I looked for various organizations and um, the mission, I, I wanted like a pure 
just pure civic engagement, no politics, no nothing like that. And so yeah, that's why Campus Vote Project really stuck out to me. Um, so let's talk about civic engagement. Why is it important for college students, especially in this day and time, to be civically engaged? And what does that what does that mean? You can put it in general or just in context of this upcoming election. Um, I'll definitely put it in general, right? Uh, because this upcoming election um, is more of like it's a it's a reason, like a, a an overarching reason. Everybody's pointing to it, but sometimes when you when you pull out just uh, one example, you forget the whole, right? Um, and so I just want to back up just a minute. I want to mention our parent organization, Fair Election Center. So Fair Election Center is an organization um, that's more mainly a law firm that goes around and uh, gets involved in removing barriers at the executive level, right? So that might mean um, advocating and uh, in policy on the statewide um, or on the national level. It also might mean going to court, right? Uh, similar to some of the work that we did in Florida. Um, where we got returning citizens their right uh, to, to vote uh, back and remove some of the barriers, some of the arbitrary barriers that that state government had put in place to remove that from returning citizens being able to vote. And they, they're the ones who kind of saw this, this overarching problem of students not having access to the ballot box in a lot of different states. And so they came up with the Campus Vote Project. And that kind of leads us into why civic engagement is so important. It's because it runs uh, your civic engagement and your your vote um, runs everything that you do. Right. Um, politics is everywhere. Um, your representatives get to decide how much you pay for your tennis shoes to how much you can uh, take out in student loans so that you can go to the school that you're in. Right. And so it's so all consuming. Um, that you need to be involved so you know and you have a role in it, right? From the very local level to um, from the local level of uh, how you pick a county prosecutor, right? Um, to the the highest levels of the president who gets to pick the Supreme Court, right? The Supreme Court justices. And so everything in between, and it can seem kind of um, overwhelming, but what I tell students is just go to the ballot box once and see how much impact you actually have. Take a look at the ballot and see not not the federal level, because, you know, we have that conversation about, well, my vote doesn't count. I, I don't entertain that um, because there's so many things that affect you on a state and local level uh, that if you don't vote, you don't show up. You're allowing other people to make decisions for you. And what I'm finding is that students don't like that very much. They like to make decisions for themselves, right? Um, yes. Uh, and so uh, when you come at it like that, you you start to tell them about those things. Uh, but civic engagement is not just registering and voting, right? It's also 
the 2020 census is coming and being involved in that, right? Making sure that you are fill, you fill out your census where you live so that you can be counted. That's being civically engaged as well. Um, or seeing a petition that's going around about something that you really care about. Signing that petition or even helping circulate those petitions, that's being civically engaged as well. And so we want to look at it more overarchingly to create the culture of not just register and vote. While that is very, very important and we want you to do that, we want you to look at the whole gamut of how you shape the future of the place where you'll live. What are some things students should know when it comes to voting, especially for those students who are out of state um, or who just who are just turning 18 and never voted. What are some barriers? Uh, I know you talked about barriers, which this um, making sure this group of students um, are able to come out and voice their opinion. The very like enrollment in college seems to be a, a barrier, like where I go to college and and if I'm going out of state or if I'm have the transportation to get back home, if I have the money to get back home. If I can, you know, all of those options, what are the things that they should know um, in terms of being able to vote and cast their um, their voice? So um, one, you should visit campusvoteproject.org. Right. Uh, We have on that website something that we call State Student Guides, and it is a partnership that we have with Fair Elections Center, our parent organization, um, that we go through every state, find out all of the election laws on they on the at that state. um, And we distill them down um, into a one pager where you can get all of the information you need about voting in that state. What do I mean by that? So. There are different election laws in different states because we don't we don't vote for anything as a nation. Right? It is always state by state. So Ohio has very different rules than, let's say, mm-hmm. Texas. Louisiana. Right. Or where are you in Louisiana? Yeah. So we have very different laws than in Louisiana. So in Ohio there, you can absentee vote without any restriction, right? All you have to do is fill out a ballot. So if I'm from Cleveland, but I'm going to school in Cincinnati, I can get an absentee ballot and mail it in and they'll send me my uh, my ballot with all of the things that people in Cleveland are voting for in my precinct. Um, and I can vote on that, put it in the mail, return it, and I vote it. Right. Pretty simple process. In other places like Michigan and sometimes in Texas, you have to have a reason that you're not going to show up um, in order to do that. And so that's just one small example. And so what we decided to do, what we decided to do was put together state student guides that can be found on a map um, and at our website, campusvoteproject.org, and you click the tab, uh, State Student Guides, and it gives you all of the information that you need if you're confused about how to do that, right? Um, you could be in Ohio um, for school, but you're from Texas. Well, we have this Texas State Student Guide for you um, that tells you where do you go to vote, um, what type of ID you need to vote, um, How do you register? Can I register at school? The whole nine. Um, That way you're not confused and you have all of the information you need to 
um, to engage in that process. That sounds like a, a really good way for students to really just understand. I think the first step is desiring to know more and a desire to actually be engaged and understanding the importance. So I'm a college student. Um, I may hear my parents or guardians or family talking about different things, or I may not. We might just be a family that just doesn't really participate in elections or talk about it. We may just go to the vote, but we're not discussing over family dinner or anything like that. Give the pitch to a student who says, oh, I don't do any of that. I'm not into politics. What is your pitch? And we kind of talked about this earlier, but what what are some other ways to convince him or her to really um, look at this process in a different way? And um, kind of part two of that, how, how can they how can they become more civically engaged on a practical level? Okay. Um, I'll just talk about Ohio for a minute. Uh, what I do on college campuses, and I've had this conversation over and over again, right? You'd be surprised how many people are not engaged in this process, or maybe you wouldn't. You've done some of this research, right? Um, and I, The first thing that I talk about um, is how much they pay to go to college to, uh, this year, mm-hmm. right? You got a financial aid package. What was in your financial aid package? Were there Pell Grants? Were there student loans? Um, how much was it? Uh, and most of those students know those numbers, right? Uh, because they had to negotiate those numbers to even be standing in front of me. And so I tell them, you know, that that's a conversation that could be negotiated through voting. And I tell them how, um, how much money the state gets for the state institution that we're standing on or the non-state institution that we're standing on or your uh, federal representation. What's happening on the federal level that college isn't cheaper, right? Why aren't we getting more federal dollars or more state dollars Mm -hmm. for that? And all of that can be negotiated through you showing up at the ballot box. That is a really good example. Um, yeah, there's so many, so many topics college students should be or issues college students should be interested in. And um, and it's a lot of talk around higher education and funding and uh, the Title Nines and a whole lot of things that they could be worried about. So what are some ways? And I'm thinking in terms of little things. So I know when I had a conversation with high school students wanting to you know, go to college, I'm saying, okay, who are you following and what are you searching for? Tells me how serious or how much you want to know about the college process. And I think that's the same thing in terms of civic engagement and not just going to the major networks or hearing it from, um, I may even hear a little bit from ESPN. I feel like that's where all um, guys get their news from sometimes. So, um, <laughs> so I just thinking just practical terms, not making it so complicated that you're um, reading whole amendments or you're going to uh, C-SPAN and you're spending hours there. What are some really practical tips that can help students be civically engaged, especially on the education part of it, the learning part? The, the just getting the, the understanding of what's going on. Um, I have my, my mom probably wouldn't like this answer, right? 
Um, but um, Twitter, uh, who you follow on Twitter um, is is very, very important. You're already on Twitter, right? So you should be following uh, reputable news outlets or following your local representative. Find out where you live. It's very, very quick and easy. All you do is type in your address um, on your Secretary of State's website. They will tell you who your local representatives are and you can follow them on Twitter, right? Follow them and they give you all of the information you need about what's going on in the world. Um, and you you find yourself very engaged in that process because it's all about the algorithm, right? Like you're uh, you're uh, creating the images that you want to see by who you follow and what information you engage with. And so change some of the information. And I'm not saying like make your entire Twitter feed about politics, right? But don't be uninformed when you could have followed CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News if that's your jam, right? Like following these reputable sites um, to get some of the news that you need to be more informed about the world around you. Um, And I think that that would be the best first step if somebody is not like really engaged. Like, I don't want to give you a bunch of books, which I could um, give you a bunch of books to read or, you know what I mean? Like a bunch of websites to follow. You're already on Twitter. You're already on Instagram. Add some of that into your feed. So you're getting some of that information and you're you're not left out. So I know one of the things that I used to, um, well, that I still do, and I can't tell, well, it's a couple organizations that do it that are not necessarily party related, but it's when those amendments are on the ballot and you're trying to sift through mileage and tax and all of this stuff, what what are some ways or what are some sites that you would recommend students go to when they're trying to decipher and understand exactly what they're voting for? Uh, Ballotopia. Okay. It's the, I think it's I've the used one. that before. Yep. That's the one that I go to all of the time. Um, if it's on the ballot in any of the 50 states, they do a really good job of breaking things down. Um, they also give you the voting records of different uh, people who are running for office. So Ballotopia is amazing. Um, that's the one that I use, especially um, here in Ohio. Okay. Okay. And let's just say I want to take it one step further. I do I do have, you know, my news app and and I know generally what's going on, but I want to get into some of the candidates and figure out like who do I vote for without hearing what who who everybody else like shutting down the noise, who do I want to vote for and who who should get my vote? What are some ways that students can really understand the candidates who are in their election, not just national, but definitely in their Hometown and local communities, all the local elections are super important. The judges, the chief of police, the all of those things. How do I, um, what are some ways they can go through and do some, some education or exploring backgrounds of the candidates that are on their ballots? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start federally. Generally, that's a little easier. Um, federally, there'll be information all over the place. Generally, those candidates have websites um, and uh, we they mention those websites all the time. But 
lots of people don't go to them to actually read what uh, what these candidates are proposing. And that's a way that you can really drill down and say, OK, what are they actually thinking about? Um, and I know that's going to be a big deal this time. So mm-hmm. federally, check out their websites, listen to interviews, not just sound bites of debates. Mm-hmm. Listen to an interview that lasts longer than 30 minutes, right? Um, because in an interview that lasts a th- longer than 30 minutes, you get an opportunity to hear um, candidates or people in general really flesh out what they believe, right? Um, and you can make a solid decision on that. On the statewide level, you'll have some of those um, some of those websites, um, depending on the state that you're in. Of course, um, Ballotopia helps tell you where they voted um, on what issue. Um, and if it's a brand new candidate, they'll definitely have a website if they're running statewide, that kind of thing. And also um, mm-hmm. showing up to their campaign functions. Right. Not necessarily the fundraisers, but if they're having a town hall, right, like these are things that you can go to show up in person and you get a different feel for an individual when you see them in person. Right. Um, And that would be the same thing that I would say locally. Locally, there might not be a bunch of websites, but locally, um, it's been my experience that candidates are far more willing to um, Mm -hmm. sit down and have coffee with you if that's what you want to do. Right. Um, Even in a city the size of Cleveland, if you are really involved, um, it is possible to sit down and have a conversation um, with somebody who's running for mayor of the city. Right. Or or running for city council, especially Um, they'll sit down and have a conversation with you. and You can ask all the questions you want. Um, It's also an, an awesome way to engage with them on social media. Right. Because they'll be monitoring it pretty heavily and you can have some of those uh, conversations via social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. Um, And so it's really about um, engaging. If you want to take that big, bold step, it's about like actual engagement, um, running these people down, showing up to where they might be and listening to what they have to say past the sound bites of what's being fed to you. Definitely. And. Um, in terms of being on campus, that's kind of the same thing because candidates, especially those candidates who really want to reach college voters or voters 18 to 24, they're going to arrange some type of town hall on your campus. And especially universities are always um, great spots where candidates may come to actually do town halls and talks and things and, and debates and things like that. So um, that should definitely be on their radar and it's right in their back door. You can just walk there and uh, attend and get some information about your local candidates and even national candidates uh, show up on college campuses all the time. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that I've um, had conversations with our students about on college campuses. If you're on a college campus, you have far more power than you think. Um, If you get a group of your friends together and um, really go after wanting to hear some of these candidates, I was just having this conversation recently. All you need um, nationally, right? Like all you need is two of them to commit to you, right? If you can get two of them to commit to coming to do a town hall of some sort, they'll falling over each other trying to get there. If you can guarantee that like there's going to be a hundred students there, like 
And it's, you know, it's nothing to get 100 students to show up to something if you have 10 of your friends, you know, doing this stuff like crazy, right? Um, so, yeah, you have far more power than you know, um, and you should use that to, to get people to listen. Definitely. Well, this has been a very enlightening conversation, even for me. Um, tell listeners how to reach um, you. So you can follow us at uh, Campus Vote um, on Instagram. It's at Campus Vote on Instagram. Campus Vote Project, I'm sorry. Campus Vote Project on Instagram. Of course, like I said, check out our website. It's campusvoteproject.org um, for all of our state student guides and other resources on your campuses. We are doing uh, a program right now called the Voter Friendly Campus. Um, and the Voter Friendly Campus um, is something that you can uh, talk to your administrator about getting involved in that helps come up with a plan on how to institutionalize voter engagement on your campus. We're taking uh, statements of interest right now. You can find all of that information on our website. And if you just want to hang out with uh, one of the state coordinators, if you happen to be in one of the states where we have a state coordinator somewhere in Michigan or Ohio, uh, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, um, uh, Virginia, where else are we? Tennessee and uh, North Carolina and Georgia. If you, we have state coordinators in all of those places. Definitely get our emails off of the website. Shoot us an email. We'd be glad to have a conversation with you um, to, you know, help you on your way with institutionalizing voter engagement on your campus. Thank you so much. The work that Campus Vote Project is doing is super important. And I hope some of our listeners um, engage with you. And is it possible that they can um, bring this type of uh, awareness and work to their campus if you don't have coordinators in Absolutely. Um, the you will reach out to our are. program director. Her name is Debbie Lombardi um, and her email is on our website. If you want uh, campus vote in your state or you want help on your specific campus, just let us know. Shoot her an email um, and we would be glad to help you in that process. Well, thank you so much. And you are always welcome to come back on Wise College Kids anytime you have anything important to share with us or any other topics you would like to come and discuss on civic engagement. And um, all of the information will be posted on our podcast episode guide and also on our social media channels. Please be sure to follow us, follow Campus Vote Project. We'll definitely retweet and repost some of their information. Um, so, yeah, thank you for uh, for coming on Wise College Kids and yes, hope to hear from me. you again. Bye-bye. Always stay, stay wise, stay woke.